Our friends over at the Underdog Podcast wanted our listeners to know about a fun event they're having. A completely free poker tournament, no credit card required to enter, and you can win real prizes. The tournament, known as the Underdog Free Roll Invitational, will be held on Sunday, July 11th at 12.05 p.m. Pacific Time. Registration is now open. Simply head over to Ignition Casino at ignitioncasino.eu and go to the scheduled tournaments poker lobby. You can find the tournament under the regular tab. Tournaments are listed in chronological order, so go to July 11th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time and the Underdog Free Roll Invitational will be listed. You can click Register and enter the exclusive password Underdog21. Any player that knocks a host out of the tournament will receive an extra bonus as there are bounties on all of the underdog hosts. Once again, that's the Underdog Free Roll Invitational, July 11th at ignitioncasino.eu, and you can enter 100% for free with the code UNDERDOG21. That's U-N-D-E-R-D-O-G-2-1. We are back here with another episode of the Fight Talk podcast. We're talking all about this last weekend's Fight Night card. But, uh, Stephen Jensen, as we, we had a lot of action figure talk today, uh, we've actually got some big heavyweight news out of the UFC, man. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. A lot of, we had a lot of pre-show talk about professional wrestling action figures. That is uh, definitely a big hobby and interest of mine. And, uh, yeah. We're definitely got a lot of stuff to talk about about this heavyweight division for the UFC because, man, this is nuts. It was announced, reported uh, by Brett Okamoto uh, per Dana White that at in Houston, Texas, I believe it's at UFC 265, they're going to be doing Derek Lewis, who's from Houston. It makes sense that they wanted him on the show in a big fight against Surreal Gone, who just defeated Alexander Volkov on the show that we're going to be talking about here shortly and that's going to be for the interim heavyweight championship which that's like they're doing Nganu so dirty like I know that they're they're not stripping Nganu with a title like I I'm aware of that you know what I mean like I that would be a real 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 big problem for me if they like if they stripped Nganu like there's a chance that like like I'm definitely not gonna like stop watching the show I mean I like part of Part of my job, like, is to watch MMA, like, for Fightful and stuff like that. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would mm-hmm. really, it would hurt me as a fan to see something like that happen. Like, I'm going to be a lot more negative towards the product if I see something like that happen. And the reason I'm so mad about it, in, in particular for Nganu, is because he had to wait for, like, for years, you know, after he beat, like, he, he lost to Miocic. And then he had that, that just bummer of a fight against uh against uh lewis like just the fight that you know was super hyped up and just real boring and he lost that decision but really no one really won that fight but then after that he just goes on this streak of just being an absolute killer and over the last like two years you know before he got his title shot against uh against miocek that rematch where he won the title he had to wait for like, I mean, I got to pull it up just so I get like my my timeline accurate. But it was something like two years that he was only in the octagon for like, like maybe one round because he was just starching people and like it was taking forever. 
So you, so you basically had, I have his record pulled up. You had the loss to Miocic, the loss to Derek Lewis. So from November of 2018, he knocks out Curtis Blades in the first round. February 2019, so you know a few months later, he knocks out Cain Velasquez in the first round. And then a few months after that, June 29 of uh, 2019, another first round knockout over Junior Dos Santos. So now at this point, we're already at a point, right, where it's like, okay, and Ganu, like, he's back to where we want to see him get a title shot at this point already. This is 2019. They had to figure <laughs> figure out the whole deep MAO chicken and Daniel Cormier trilogy. So that was a big part of the issue for, for Francis was, you know, the timeline of, of the three fights of Miocic in, in D.C. But this is where my problems really start to lie, sure. is because, okay, so he goes out there and he knocks out Jarzinho Rosenstruck in uh, uh, 20 seconds. And that's in May of 2020. So that's a year after the last fight I had just talked about. He had to wait a whole year. And then he knocks out Rosenstruck in 20 seconds. And then he had to wait all the way until March of this year to fight and defeat Miocek. So this guy had 20 seconds of octagon time from June of 2019 to March of this year. 20 seconds. And and they never stripped Stipe. They never stripped DC. Like, he had to sit there and wait. Like, he was trying to get other fights. Like, that's part of the thing, too. Like, for them to make this interim championship for Lewis and and Gon is, like, it's, like, and Gon, who was begging for fights for, like, two years, and he would have taken an interim title fight against anybody. Like, he he, he didn't even necessarily need the title on the line. Like, he didn't have, like, when he fought Rosenstrike, he was already the number one contender. And then, like, and then it's, like, he, he beats him in 20 seconds, but... But by the same standards as, as what's going on now, like that should have just been an interim title fight, him and Rosenstrike, him and Rosenstrike, because it's like you know what I'm saying. It's like like they he had to wait way longer than mm-hmm. than I mean, gone just fought uh, this past weekend. Yeah, you know, like like Lewis. So there there's just there's no need for an interim championship, and the only reason they're doing it, there's I think there's a few reasons. The big one is that. For the UFC has so much fucking talent on their roster, and they put themselves in positions somehow still, where I guarantee you their mindset is that it's going to be Houston, it's going to be a packed arena. Derek Lewis is a hometown guy. We we want a heavyweight title fight for this show because they haven't done enough to stack the rest of the card. So they feel like they're in a corner. They basically promised a heavyweight title fight. So they're right. just going to do a heavyweight title fight. And then there's yeah. other factors as well. But I want I want your thoughts on this because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk for a half hour and not let you, you know, be able to get your thoughts <laughs> out there. Because there's, there's so many things I can say about all this. No, I'm with you. I mean, it's the same sentiment. Uh, I didn't love it. Because uh, honestly, it was one of those things I was scrolling through and, I think the way I read it, I think I read it as um, Gone versus Ngannou at first. And I was like, all right, cool. He just won, whatever. And then uh, then it kind of hit me. I'm like, wait, did I read that right? Scroll back up. Okay, that's not at all what I read. Where's Why is this happening? Uh, And then, like, what you were just saying, uh, 
one of the main things I kind of read and heard rumors about was um, that the date didn't quite work for Francis. He wanted to work, you know, fight a little, little further out. Um, and then it, it's kind of what uh, I think he nailed it. Man, I think it's we're going to do this. Here you go. Um, which is fine, I guess. If Derek Lewis wins, it's a big, but but it's almost that thing of um, so what happens now? You know, in in October, November, like what's the point? Why not just say this is a number one contender fight, whatever, whatever? Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's money. It's uh, it feels like a, a forced moment. But coming out of COVID, maybe it's something where it, you know you're looking to make this uh, kind of a big, as big a, a, as it can be. Yeah, but I mean, also a big part of it is what you just said a second ago when mentioning money. That that's I think a big part of this, yes. and it's unfortunate. And well, I don't it's think it's a that, business. We we forget that, right? It's it's a business, so part well, of it. I'm, well, I'm talking more so the money, like Ngannou being vocal money. recently yeah. about like you know the Paul brothers making more in boxing, like way more. He's like, how are how are these guys making twenty million dollars, and I'm. And I'm not making a million, like, you know, and it's just, it, it, I'm sure the UFC is frustrated and they think that Nganu is, is trying to basically use the fact that he's the champion now to try to leverage more money. But at the same time, like, this is like the real, this is realistically what happened. Like all the things that I mentioned before with him waiting so long for a title shot and like, mm-hmm. but on top of that, like he wins the title and then he goes back to Cameroon or I believe that that was where he I know that's where he's from. But I know that I, I think that's where he like currently is right now or like recently was or, or is heading to. Like, I know that there was something about this, too. It was like he won the title and then he was going to Cameroon and like because he does. He's like probably the most famous person there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, he's like it's a big deal for him to be around his people and like, you know, be a like, he's, he's like huge there. And he does so much for that community. It's like, and I, it's great. Cause I see all these pictures of him with like all the kids from there and stuff. And they're all like just these giant smiles on their faces. It's like, this guy's a superhero. You know what I mean? So, and it's like the UFC is basically trying to like get him, like, cause it's like, that's what he, like, that's why he isn't fighting until September or whatever. Like that's what he's doing. Yeah. It's like, that's important stuff. And that's stuff where, it's, you know what I mean? Like, let him do that. Like he won the he's title. Yeah. He's earned it a hundred percent. And he's still saying he's, a, he was willing to come back and fight in like September like this. So, and I also saw Dana White or not Dana White, um, Ariel Hawani with some tweets uh, yesterday that I want to read out real quick cool. because and this is a huge reason why I love that Ariel's no longer with ESPN because now he's he's out there independently talking about the stuff he wasn't allowed to talk about when he, when he was with ESPN. He tweeted a lot of stuff out yesterday, but th- this is something that I think is really important. It says, regarding today's interim news, you'd be shocked. <clears throat> sorry, you'd be shocked how often they threaten this and or how often they threaten to strip. And while most of the criticism has been directed towards Dana White, he is the face after all. It's really been the M.O. of Hunter Campbell since he took over. For those that don't know, Campbell is UFC's chief business officer. He took over shortly after the sale. He does most, if not all, of the deals these days. Some love him. He's more like Lorenzo in, in that he isn't emotional, 
but he also threatens to strip constantly. Campbell is the lawyer, quote unquote, that Dana White often refers to, hardly ever mentions him by name, not sure why. He's way more valuable to the UFC than just being a lawyer. In fact, I'd argue he's the third most important person in the company behind Ari and Dana White. Uh, Ari uh, Gold is who he's talking about. Or Ari Manuel. Ari Gold is the character on Honorachi. <laughs> but that's who he's based off of. Yeah, he was actually yeah, but... based off that guy. But, but yeah, yes, that's... <laughs> I got the, the character Just confused. Say, you you, you yes. were right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, and it says, again, he does all the big deals. Think of him as UFC's general manager if they were a sports team. Yet he never speaks publicly or has to explain moves like a GM would from time to time. Yeah. Uh, it says, good gig. Anyway, um, some uh, some enjoy dealing with him, but this is right up his alley. It happens way more than fans think. So basically what, <clears throat> what Ariel's saying there is, from what he knows, this happens all the time to these fighters where they're just constantly being threatened that they're going to get their titles taken from them if they don't do what the company tells them to do. And if you're Francis Ngannou, you're probably saying, you know what, fuck you. You yeah. know what? It's like, what are you going to do about it? I'm the baddest man on the planet. Everyone knows it. And you're not paying me what the fuck I'm worth. You're not paying any of us what the fuck no, we're worth. Yeah, exactly. you, just keep you just keep threatening me. Fuck you. You know, and then he's and he's still like, I'm still gonna fight in September. And then they're like, Well, no, like we're gonna have this happen instead. Okay, everyone knows this isn't a real title. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like nobody's gonna be looking at Cyril Gon and Derek Lewis thinking they're the real champion when Francis Ngannou fights the next month. I mean, it's it's a promotional tactic. It's a bully tactic. It's a lot of different things. It's them needing the this on the on the pay per view. It's needing this for the arena. Because um, even like my, my buddy Doug, who I do this show with, um, he he lives in Houston. He's he was going to go. He went to the last UFC that was there. Um, you know, just like a few weeks ago, he was going to go again uh, for the pay per view. And he said he's not going to buy a ticket now because he feel it's it's like it's the wolf tickets thing. It's like I'm. It's like I'm not I'm not paying money to see Derek Lewis and Cyril uh Cyril Gone uh fight for like a fake belt. You know what I mean? The rest of the card doesn't look that good. So it's like you know what I mean? Like they didn't even mission unaccomplished, you know, because I think <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of fans that, that they're gonna see it that way. There's gonna be a lot of fans that go because like Derek Lewis is a hometown guy. There's also gonna be a lot of fans that are in Doug's boat that are like, uh, no, I'm good. Like it's not even that exciting of a matchup, to be honest. I mean, like it could be, it could be a good fight, but it also could wind up being really fucking boring too. For sure. So, I don't know, man. But that, but the Hunter, <clears throat> the Hunter Campbell stuff is is interesting to hear. I, I like, I like Ariel bringing that up because that's um the UFC's got to figure out a way of of, tra of treating their fighters better. They're they have most of them in deals that they are that the fighters are just more valuable than at this point. Like, and they they gotta they gotta keep their fighters happy, and a way to keep your fighters happy definitely isn't to just constantly threaten to take belts from people who have earned them. Like that's bullying, uh, underpaying. Uh, it's it's none of this sounds great. No, especially when they know like. Okay, then let me out of this fucking contract. I'll go box a celebrity for more money than this. Yeah. 
or you go to uh, one of these other promotions now that may not have quite the eyes on them, but like by the time you start maybe getting your own endorsement deals again and what have you, maybe you are going to end up making more money by the, by the end of the day, especially if you do, you know, you do well and, and get some wins put together. Yeah, for real. I mean, like, you know how marketable Francis Ngannou should be in the United yeah. States? Yep. Like, I mean, he's big in other parts of the world, like, but you don't really ever hear about him in the U.S., really, unless you're a, a fight fan. Yeah, I would say anytime he fights, you hear people, you know, you, you hear his story be told and people get excited about it, but you're like, man, this should be such, like, everyone should know this. Yeah, like, he should be a fucking megastar, that guy. Like, I mean, I don't know if he has any interest in acting or anything, but, like, that dude's perfect for, like, action movies and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the guy the guy looks unreal. Like, he is he is a freak of an athlete, and he's a legitimate ass-kicker who is legitimately the baddest man on the planet right now in, in the number one sport to prove you're the baddest. I mean, like, he's... It's it's similar to like uh, Deontay Wilder. I never understood it. I was like, how is this guy not like a fucking megastar? Like, I know he sells pay per view, but like, but not, but you know, not not to the level of like a Floyd Mayweather or anything like that. But like, you know, pretty pretty big in the boxing or really big in the boxing world. But it's like when you look at certain guys, I'm like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like you see like such star power in certain people, and you're like, how is no one capitalizing on this? I'm not talking about like pouring them out or making them like complete fucking sellouts, but like there just there just should be way more people outside of outside of combat sports that are that know about these people and are interested because mm-hmm. like even I mean you can add Francis Ngannou's life story onto all of it, but I mean imagine even just seeing like if I know Fast and Furious is and that's a whole other conversation in itself. I've, I'm now seven <laughs> movies in, um, <clears throat> but and I have the eighth one on my computer ready to watch. I'm but, going to see nine tomorrow. <laughs> but like imagine like Francis Ngannou like being like a villain in a Fast and Furious for like a few scenes or something. You know what I mean? Like you'd immediately be like, I'd be marking out for that. <laughs> like that dude, like because you'd see him up like a face to face like Vin Diesel and you'd be like, oh, this guy would kill Vin Diesel. He's a human being right there. Like he he looks like an action figure in real life. He does. Like he's a he is he's he's incredibly impressive. And he goes out there and starches motherfuckers in the octagon. Like, man, I'm such a fan. And now they gotta figure all this out, right? With the heavyweights, because now you've got Gone and or sorry, Gone and um Lewis. The winner of that's gonna fight in Ganu, presumably. Um but once again, if if Nganu, if Nganu is like dead set on fighting in September or something, there's not a guarantee that Gon and Lewis will be ready. Like, you know what I mean? They could get hurt, injured, concussed, whatever. Like, and they might not be ready to fight in September. So, and and Stipe, I think, is only going to fight for a title at this point. Like, I, I, you know, he's proven that in the past. Like, when DC knocked him out, he just sat out. He said, like, I'm good with not fighting again, but if if you give me a title shot, I'll keep fighting. His base was basically the position he took. And he got his rematch, and he won. And then DC, you know, had to return the favor. And But, I mean, even DC stayed active during that time. Like, DC fought Derek Lewis. A lot of people forget that. But 
Miocic the whole time. Like Miocic did not have a fight between the first DC fight and the second DC fight. Like he just he just sat it out. Um, and I think he'll do the same exact thing here. Um, and I don't blame him for that, by the way. Like I, I wouldn't. Like you know what I mean? Like he has nothing yeah. left to prove. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think he's in an interesting spot. And then you have um, right outside of that for the heavyweights. That then we get into the territory that people were talking about, and then Curtis Blades right outside of that. So you really are in a position right now. Oh, and then John Jones, like if if and when he makes that move. So this, yeah, this is a. It's just it's become a very very strange situation because like it's possible they run back Miocic and Engano a third time, like, uh, and then like the winner fights the interim champion like champion versus champion uh, because I mean, it's all going to depend on if how, how healthy Lewis or gone are coming out of their fight. Cause, cause they're like, they, they really, the UFC really screwed this. Like they've really screwed up by doing this. I think in a lot of ways, because you, all you've done now is piss off Francis Moore, which is just so stupid. Like, cause now like, what if he just, like, you know what I mean? Now, what if they're like, okay, well, you're going to fight in September. And he's like, no, I'm good now. Like, now, like, I'm going to wait until, or what if he wants to stay active? And they just can't, like, they're like, well, we can't just have anybody fight you for the title. Like, it's got to be Lewis or gone now because they have the interim belt. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, no, I don't want to wait another six months. You know, like, and and by the way, these guys only get paid when they're fighting. Like, I mean, they they have other deals and other businesses, some of them and stuff like that. But, like, the lion's share of what they make yearly is only happening on the day that they fight and get their checks so like you know what i mean it's just like why would you why would you put a god in this position like this is so so stupid of the company to do this yeah it just really streams like we're saying like you're trying to it's money it's this it's business it's control so um uh big opportunity for Cyril gone and, and Derek lewis but uh without a doubt Many questions to be asked, uh, more more questions than answers, really, uh, especially from Francis' perspective. You feel like he will want to get in there. And then this whole, like, I, I would not be shocked to see the heavyweight title defended while the interim champion's at home. Like, th- there's, like, no rules anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We've seen these kind of situations before, too, where, like, interim champions were created and, like, it didn't make any sense and... We've seen so much just weirdness. Like, I remember when Tony Ferguson had the interim title and, like, he should have just been fighting for the real belt. And then, like, by the time Connor was back, because I think that was when Connor might have been boxing and he was still the champion. But then they just, like, wound up stripping Ferguson of the interim Ferguson, title, even yeah. though he never lost. Yep. And he never, and he wound up never getting a title shot, anyways. It's like, I mean, so who, who knows when it comes to all this? I mean, it's, it's just sad, and it's just for just for the sake of throwing it out there, who do you think wins between Gone and Lewis? Um, gosh, my gut it's I'm leaning towards what you hinted at uh, in there. I don't, I I have a gut reaction that it may not be the best fight. Um, I I guess honestly the way it's looking, I, I'm gonna take Surreal Gone by decision. Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's where my head's at is like, 
if it's if it goes to a decision, I have gone. But yeah. if it's but if there's a stoppage, I've I've definitely leaned Lewis. I'm gonna like I'm gonna go with Lewis, but but a big a big part of that is him having the hometown crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're gonna be he's gonna come out to Fat Pat and they're gonna be going nuts. I mean, I mean it's cool. This is cool for Lewis. But and here's the other thing that I didn't mention, and then we can move on to the to the um wrong fight to the actual fight, right? Is you know. And this isn't all only just affecting uh, Nganu. Also, like, Derek Lewis deserves a shot at the actual title. Like, this, you know what I mean? Like, he actually, like, if if he's, if they can't figure out the Jones stuff right now, and, they, and, and they're not going to run back his Deepay trilogy right now, like, Derek Lewis should rematch Nganu, and it should be for the real championship. Like, Lewis is getting kind of screwed, too. Because, like, he's getting an interim title shot. And, like, we've already talked about, there's not, there's no real guarantees that anything's going to really come of being the interim champion. Yeah. So, like, he really is a bummer for Derek Lewis, too. Like, he deserves a shot at the actual championship. Yeah. So, he's fighting for a fake title. Gone is only getting a title shot because there's no one else available that has, I mean, I mean, Gone definitely is the next guy in the rankings that makes sense. But, and then Nganu, you're just, you're just, I mean, it's just, it's mind-blowing. So, anyways, that's that. Um, and hopefully the fight winds up delivering, because they've definitely caused a lot of problems uh, with the way they've booked it. A lot of eyes on it, uh, but the, the real winner, I guess, I, mean, I guess, outside of France is uh, Derek, Get like we mentioned a couple times already, the hometown. Surreal gone though has has gone uh, from uh-huh. <laughs> from a name that you kind of like okay yeah he's here he's had a couple of nice performances like you said and then just like that you're jumping from Bozer to JDS to Rosie to Volkov so you're you're being thrown in there and each performance looking good staying good does it again with the unanimous decision win this past weekend 50-45, 50-45, over Alexander. Volkov, a former champion in his own right. Uh, outside of all the shit we know now, how it's turned out, how did you feel the night of after Gon got the uh, the judges' cards uh, read his way? I, I felt good for him. Well deserved. You know, I mean, he he's he's very impressive for a guy. Like, I know he had a Muay Thai background, but but like as far as an MMA career, the fact that he his first pro MMA fight is August of 2018. Yeah. And he's he has nine. I mean, nine fights is it. That's, you know, that's already staying busy. But to go from your first MMA fight all the way to the point of being an interim heavyweight title fight, regardless yeah. of the circumstances. I mean, it is it is an interim title fight. <laughs> I mean, in in only one, two, three, four, five, six UFC fights, nine overall. That's very, very impressive. And and his skill set is impressive. I mean, like, he's a very athletic guy. His striking is very crisp, uh, very, um, he's, he's like a very traditional type striker. Uh, he's just very, very good at implementing his game plan and preventing other people from implementing theirs on him. And he, he was able to just stay away from anything, like, really dangerous that Volkov had to offer. And 
I, I watching live, I think Volkov may have won one round, but like even that one would have been really close. So like I have no issue with the scorecards. I mean, pretty much a clean sweep. Um, you know, 50-45s times two in the 49-46, like you said. So it's like I mean, he just he just looked really, 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 really solid. I mean, there's really not more I can really say about it. The it the only problem is I think it could make for some like a boring fight against someone like Derek Lewis. Yes. Like, I think it's I think it's possible that he tries to stay away from Lewis's power and Lewis is just working for one big shot and Derek kind of a stalemate with gone just like kind of peppering him up with like some uh maybe pepper him up with some jabs or something. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Before you know it, it's, you know, 15, 20, 24 minutes in, you're going, okay, he, that, it, that's exactly <sighs> kind of read my mind. Like that's how I saw a flash of how that kind of playing out. Uh, very possible, but like, like you're saying, very, very solid performance. One, uh, I, I was with you. I watched it uh, the day after. I was all over the place this weekend, but I, I caught it Sunday morning. And um, and I did. I thought it was, you know, maybe a round of Volkov, but but all gone. Uh, and like you said, we may not love how uh, how it's played out, but now a, a quick rise to an interim title shot uh, after the main event here. Um, the co-main event, also heavyweight action. Uh, Tanner Bozer. OSP Tanner with the knockout in the second round, man. We talked about last week the the um, Ovid St. Prue. You, you kind of you know he's up down up down up down. This one now back to back losses. He uh, just finished in both those in the second round. Um, you hate to see it, but a, a great finish and a, and a nice, very very nice performance out of Tanner Bozer. Yeah, yeah, looked great. Uh, super heavy hands which we knew coming into it. I mean, mm-hmm. most of his, if not all of his UFC wins are by stoppage. Like when it goes through decision, it doesn't go his way, uh, at least in the UFC. But when it comes to, you know, the like finishing a fight, he's been able to do that. Um, uh, yeah. OSP that it's tough. He's just in a really tough position. Yeah. You know, like he's, and I said, it, you know, before on like the, the preview show for this and everything was like, you know, like he's he's never going to be the UFC light heavyweight champion. He had his chance. He had the, that fight against John Jones, went to the decision, but that's the closest he was ever going to get to the light heavyweight title. Yeah. And then at heavyweight, I felt the same way. Like I don't think he's ever going to be the champion at heavyweight, but at least he doesn't have to like cut weight and stuff. Like he can, you know, probably be a lot happier and healthier at heavyweight. But the problem is he's just he's going to be running into guys with heavier hands in general than what you would get at light heavyweight. So. He's on. He just he hasn't been able to to really handle that yet. Um, you know the Ben Rothwell fight was close, yeah. but since then, I mean, I mean the, the Jamal Hill fight was it was a te- technically it was a light heavyweight fight, but OSP missed weight. Um, so it's yeah he's just in a tough spot. Uh, he's a good fighter. I think he's still like you know, worthy of being on the UFC roster and all that good stuff. Uh, but, you know, he has a lot of losses. I don't know what he gets paid. I have no idea. Like, I don't I, I don't want to, like, speculate or anything. But he's a guy that, like, I don't, I don't know how much longer we see him in the UFC unless he, like, starts. If he can get on some sort of streak or some run, he could turn it around. And he always fights tough guys, too. Like, that's another thing that had, definitely has to be said. Like, 
It's yeah. not like he loses to nobodies. Like his losses are to damn good fighters. Um, so it's just a tough spot to be in for him. Yeah, and one Tanner needed two losses coming in, um, both by decision, bouncing back with the uh, knockout here, man. Um, yeah, summed it up great. OSP won that. I always remember him for the John Jones fight. He's a Vol, he's a Tennessee Vol. So, you know, I, I absolutely respect that. Um, got the hometown. Uh, I'm like 40 minutes right now from where he played college ball and stuff. So, uh, love seeing him in there. But yeah, very curious moving forward. Uh, this was not, this is possible for a performance of the night bonus there. It doesn't happen, but the fight before it wound up being our fight of the night right there in the middle of that main card. Uh, Timur Valley with a the majority decision 28 28, 29 28, 29 28 with the again majority decision win. Um, oh man, Rowney Barcelos, great fight again, fight of the night 50k to both fighters. This was dope, man. Yeah, I, I know this was close. I wasn't able to watch the full fight for this one. I can't remember, I think I was actually eating during this one. Um, but I just I just know it was close. Every time I looked up at my screen, I mean, like, a different person was in control, basically. Yep. So, good fight, but I just don't have a lot that I can really add gotcha. to it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out about those guys. Um, one thing talked about on this card a lot coming out of was the uh, the no contest I poked there with touchy-feely and then um, the Dirty Bird means win, bro. How about 10 means with the win? Anything um, on those two before uh, before we hit the prelim card a little bit? Yeah. Um, so the, it's, it sucks for touchy-feely because that Pineda fight, like, he was – he was working him like yeah. I, Daniel, Daniel Pineda, like he deserves a lot of credit for surviving the first round of that fight because Feely almost finished him multiple times. And it's obvious that Feely didn't mean to poke him like he was pretty much totally in control when it happened. Pineda, you know, to Pineda's credit, he was still fighting. I mean, this wound up happening in the second round. But, you know, the first round, like I said, was all Feely. And then Feely was still in the zone when the eye poke happened in the second and just, you know, the only thing about this that I can say that like, Maybe I still, do you, do you even do a rematch or like we're saying, I, I, I uh, look like Feely was, was doing work. Yeah. I probably don't run that back. I, yeah. I, I mean, Pineda, Pineda is a tough as hell fighter. Like, I definitely want to see him back in the octagon soon. Um, Cause I am a fan of his, but um, this, this was really one sided for the time that it lasted. And, um, yeah, it, it just, you, the situation with the eye poke is, like, they have five minutes to, like, try to, you know, prove that they can see out of their eye. And they he was only given, like, I think two or three minutes of that five. But, I mean, it was pretty clear he, he shouldn't have continued, even at that yeah. point. But... I wish they would have maybe like used the full five minutes to like be totally sure because Pineda was like crying on the on the on the ground after. I mean, and I'm not making fun of the guy, obviously, like he was really emotional when the fight got stopped because he was like because he, he had endured like mm-hmm. he almost got stopped to like a body kick. He almost got stopped to ground and pound. He almost got stopped to just like straight up punches on the feet. Like there were multiple times that Pineda almost got finished and then for it to end on an eye poke he was probably just devastated because he was able to endure so much, so much of the other stuff. 
Um, so anyway, it winds up officially being a no contest. Feely felt bad about it. I mean, like you could tell he felt terrible because it was a fight that he was most likely going to cruise to a win. And, you know, now it's a no contest like it never happened. So that's a bummer. Uh, the Tim Means and Nicholas Dalby fight. This was fun because uh, they both had their moments like Dalby looked really good early and then Means looked better later in the fight. And uh, this was a close one Two just super tough veteran welterweights. Uh, which I, I'm a I'm a big fan of both guys and yeah. means means just ba- basically I don't want to say like he had more heart because both these guys are like are absolute warriors but that's really the only difference I think and it was just like one just wanted it a little bit more than the other I mean it was a it was a damn good fight though and I take nothing away from Nicholas Dalby I want to see him back in the octagon soon too and then um more yeah the only other yeah, yeah, Dirty Bird. Um, and then, yeah, Moicano. Moicano and uh, Jay Herbert, just super impressive. Rear naked choke. Uh, Moicano really needed that because he was on a, uh, he had lost two of his last three heading in, or sorry, three of his last four heading into this, this fight. Um, and he's a, he's a, you know, a submission expert, and he hadn't been able to implement that really a whole lot lately. So, it was good to see him getting back in the uh, back in the win column again with that rear naked choke in the second round, uh, really towards the end of the round too. So, uh, so yeah, good for Mikano. He he really needed that. Yeah, it ended up being an exciting card, man. Good stuff. Again, I hate the uh, the eye poke, but uh, Dirty Birds fight, the Mikano performance, of course, the knockout, and then uh, Cyril gone, making a big name, getting that title fight fight of the night right there in the middle of all that craziness. So. Uh, a great main card. Anything um, you want to say about the prelim before we uh, we get out of here? Short week this week. Um, let's see. What was on the prelims that I um the try once again. So I I want to point this out because I brought it up I think on the preview show. Charles Rosa like always has these super close fights. He has like yep. all these split decisions, and there's another one on this show. Uh, he gets a win over Justin James. And of course you have, you know, the 30, 27 card and then two 29, 28s for two different people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's worth, uh, putting out there. Uh, Julia Vila with a submission win. Uh, she's solid. I remember her from, I believe from Invicta. Let me just double check. Um, yeah, she had a couple fights in Invicta. I remember there was a video I did with, uh, with MMA on point, uh, years ago about her. So it's good to see that she's still doing her thing and looking good, uh, with that submission win. And then, uh, yeah, we had a couple knockouts, TKOs on the show. Um, the uh, I I can't say the guy's name. Uh, I'm so the the that Nigerian dude. Um, he's look he's been looking really good. Uh, he's won his last three in the UFC. He's only lost to Paul Craig. Uh, but yeah, looked great TKO, and and he wound up getting the performance of the night too. Uh, yep. Twenty seconds into the third round. Um, I just, once again, uh, I'm just so bad at, at even attempting his name that I don't want to screw it up and embarrass myself. But uh, that dude, that Nigerian dude that we talked about in the preview, he's he's definitely a prospect to keep your eyes out for. Dude, yeah, great, great fight, great performance uh, right there. And then, uh, again, DSPM Plus card, man, top to bottom, good stuff. We're going to be back next week. We're going to do a deep dive preview into 
UFC 264. We're talking Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Round three, rubber match. That'll be July 10th. There are no UFC going on 4th of July weekend. Um, like I said, we're going to we're gonna dive into that main event. We've also got Gilbert Burns fighting Wonderboy. We've got Ty Tuavasi, Greg Hardy, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Lewis Smokles on this card. Prelims include names like Carlos Condit, Nico Price. You've got Ryan Hall, Jessica, Brad Tavares all in the early, early prelims. So uh, definitely always these, these early. Early July cards, um, always one of the biggest, if not the biggest of the year. They do it again. Uh, 4A McGregor 3. Uh, man, we, we did a short week. Uh, not a lot to, again, no, nothing to dive into. We we uh, talked about the interim title. Um, all I've really got to add, man, anyone that is kind of free this Saturday, July 3rd, I think 7 Eastern, hop on over to YouTube, type in VXS Wrestling, and uh, we're doing a live pre-show that's going to be nuts. Um, also follow me, Mo's KOBK on Twitter. Other than that, man, it's uh, it's been fun, man. I can't wait to uh, to talk about Dustin and Connor next week. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Another good show this week, and yeah, we got uh, yeah, that's what July uh, was it July 10th? Yes. So uh, we have one more. Oh, I guess so. Next week, yeah, we'll do the preview for it next week. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming up. That's what's up. Good deal. Um, yeah, if y'all want to follow me on Twitter, it's Fight Talk underscore F I G H T T A L K T A L K underscore. If you want to watch some professional wrestling, watch IWTV, independentwrestling.tv. Use IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. Use code Fight Talk, F I G H T T A L K. Always one word with no space. Throw that in the promo code spot and, uh, and yeah, help us out over here. Everything else that I got going on this week, I'll keep updated on my Twitter. So keep a lookout uh, for the RVD Keto for Life YouTube channel, the Jesse Davin YouTube channel, and uh, anything else I have going on over at Fightful. Check out the weekender at FightfulSelect.com. And uh, and yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And also, I don't know when it will be coming out, but we should be recording me, Moe's, here, obviously right here on this podcast with me, and MOJ. So... That's going to be fun. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. And we're going to be talking, you know, violence, x suffering on that, too. So there's going to be a lot of really good stuff uh, coming up here on the Fight Talk podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're giving us likes and comments and and good ratings and whatever you can. Subscriptions, follows, whatever, whatever you're able to. We really appreciate it. Um, before we get out of here, Mo, you got anything left? No, man. Uh, great stuff. Can't wait to be back at it. VXS this weekend. Let's go. Yeah. For Jumpy Johnny Mosley, I've been Steven Jensen. See you next week. Talking some more mixed martial arts.